ministering to the Lord in song and music, when you have music like that and songs like that, that, uh, like I said, it, it, ministers, it ministers to me greatly. Okay, oh, let's see. We start off with a nugget. To believe a thing impossible, to believe a thing impossible, because this is going to go along with what, we, what she started Sunday. To believe a thing impossible is to make it true. Because you can't do anything about it. So to believe a thing impossible is to make it true. And so we will continue with it. She, she stopped at it. So we're just going to pick up where, or pick up where she began. I'll just go over some quick things. First thing, you remember what the first thing she had you write down? A promise. God is a covenant-making God. So when he promises something, he doesn't break it. I mean, you know, all too often that uh, we make a vow to God, I'm going to do this, I, you know, you heard people say, or we say, you know, if this happens, I'm going to make a vow to God and I'm not going to do this again, or I'm, you know, uh, New Year's resolutions, you know, I vow to God, you don't make that type of deal, but, you know, I'm not going to do this, and, you know, within a few minutes, a few days, a week, you know, how did that happen? It, it just comes up, so God is a covenant-making God, and he doesn't change. He makes that, that he speaks the word, and he delivers. <laughs> you know, I'm glad he has made, Jesus made a new covenant through his blood, that all that believe on him and are blood-washed will be saved. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You can count on that. So, so that's a covenant God that uh, we're part of his family. Call you Christian. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, then what was the second thing that uh, she brought up? Prayer. Okay. And we, we, found, we said that, uh, of course, we read this quite often. Uh, James 5.16 says, A fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. So we need prayer. We, we know we have God's promise. We need to have prayer going. We have to know that he's promised something, and we you say, procure it through prayer. We bring it to him through prayer. And then as we're believing that, that his promise is going to take place, just like Abraham did. Now, it took Abraham 25 years. It shouldn't take us that long any longer. We don't have 25 years left. You know, some of you say, I'm, you know, I'm young, I've got more than 25 years. No, I don't believe we have 25 years left as the, as the signs are showing. Um, how many saw the the enlarged moon the other day. Anybody got to see it? Yeah. Uh, look online. Matt, he lives down south. They got to see it. That was huge. And they showed it. If you look it up, you can see it where it's over Jerusalem. They showed it over uh, in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, over the, the 
giant thing, but it was a, I, call it, I think they call it the super moon or something like that. So that was a sign. It's another sign and wonder that this is going to take place. You know, like I said uh, Sunday, that uh, many of the rabbis believe that since Mr. Trump came in, is going to be in office, that uh, he's going, this, this era is going to usher in the Messiah's return. And uh, they are excited. Uh, they are, you know, they have many of the implements, uh, the utensils that they use for uh, the worshiping of God uh, with the uh, um, things for the sacrifice, you know, for the, they have the red heifer now that cleanses stuff that they, they can do things with and all the, the, the priest robes and there are finding individuals that uh, belong to the line of, of uh, say, was it Levi? Yeah, Levi's line that could be a priest. So they are preparing these people together. So they're expecting things and they're looking for the Messiah to come the first time, but we know he already came. And uh, glory to God. We're going to be snatched out and they're going to get their, their promise. They're going to say, we know. Glory to God. Okay, third thing. What was, what was the third thing that you brought up? Praise. Oh, glory to God. We need to praise. Amen. We need to shout the glory. Amen. Um, Amen. Unfortunately, I'm not I'm going to say this about Paul, but we hear that when he prays, the only time we heard him praise is when he was in jail. Now, do we have to confine ourselves, lock us uh, ourselves up and change the, for us to praise God? You know, maybe we should do that. Maybe when you get in here, we'll lock the doors, put shackles on your legs, and, and show you that you only get uh, bread and water for the next 25 years, and maybe you'll start praising God. No. But we need to praise God. Just like the songs that we just got through singing, praise and worship, well, it was not main worship, but it's something that, that ministers to Him. And if it ministers to Him, ministers to him we should find it an honor to do it. I mean, you know, uh, I remember what, you know, those of you who are parents, you know, when, when your kids do something good, you know, I, you know these are, and what did you do when your kids do something good to you? I mean, you know, I say, oh, daddy, daddy, you know, or mom, you know, thank you for this and all that, you know. What do you do? You just even give them more. You know, so when, when we give something to God that's heartfelt, when we give our worship and praise unto him, he just, oh, man, he loves us so much. So that, that praise and worship is, is valid, and we need to do it more often than we do. So uh, I'm not saying make a raid on, on the, the CDs back there, but <laughs> find something that, uh, that uh, ministers to you. If it ministers to you, I'm talking about worship and praise. If it ministers to you, that means you then get to minister to God through that as you participate in it. So, you know, like I said, if you got some of those CDs or something, I like playing the one I, the one I gave when it was last year or Christmas. Or was it Christmas? I like playing that one. Yeah. I like the, the songs on that one. You know. So, you know, if it ministers to you, when you and you get into it, it ministers to God. And how much more 
is a benefit. Because if you're ministering to God, he's being blessed. And he says, I've got to do something for that kid. Amen. What, what are they expecting? What are they believing for? Well, it's not due until January of 2018. Well, send it down tomorrow. He's going to move things up. He's going to... So we need to be open to things. I mean... How many times have you been down, if you go downtown, go down Broadway and you got all these stoplights and you got one of these low riders or somebody coming along on, on the side and they got their windows all the way down and they got this boom, boom. Yeah, and sometimes it's uh, pretty writing words and sounds. Yeah. Well, who are they ministering to? And they're ex getting exactly what, who they minister to with. They think they're getting, you know, hey, it's not, not good. But if you minister God, to God, you're going to be blessed. Okay, next thing. So we, need, we have the high pri uh, praises. We need high praise and we need it and worship. Okay, the fourth thing. I don't think we got to the fourth thing, did we? Okay, we have to be positive. We have to be positive. Um, to experience the impossible, be becoming impossible, we must have a positive attitude of faith. We must believe that our prayers will be answered. Not maybe, maybe or hope so, but our prayers will be answered. All things are possible to him who believes. If we can believe, we shall see the glory of God. We must put away all doubt and unbelief and fear and instead fill our hearts with faith and confidence in God. Glory to God, so we need to be positive. To experience the impossible, we must have strong faith. Let's now turn to the book of Mark chapter 11. In Mark chapter 11. Glory to God. And looking at verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray believe that ye receive them and ye shall and ye shall have them it didn't say maybe get them it says you shall have them now we know when Daniel prayed to God, he wanted an answer, and, get, and this says, you shall have it, what you pray for. And it took 21 days for the answer to come to Daniel. Well, we need to have some patience. Well, we talk about patience, we go back to Abraham. You shall have a son. Okay. Sarah, are you able? Twenty-five years. Had to believe. He says, I'll help you out. I'm going to change your name from Abram to Abraham, a father of many nations. And from Sarai to Sarah. So, 
You know, each and every one of us, in the book of Revelation, it says that each and every one of us has a new name written. You have a new name. Glory to God. Um, just to jar your thinking a little bit. You remember the book uh, Driven by Eternity? You remember the, each and every one of those individuals had a new name. Even the ones that were lost had new names because the traits that they developed on earth followed them into whatever position they were in. So if we have a new name, it's going to be a good name. Look for a good name. Be positive on what you can do. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, since we're in Mark, let's go back up to Mark chapter 9. Looking at verse, or beginning with verse uh, Mark 9. Looking at, beginning with verse 17. And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought my son unto uh, son, brought thee my son, which has the dumb spirit, and what, wheresoever he hath taken him, he tears him, and foameth, and gashes with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered unto them, and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer with you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw them, straightway the spirit uh, teared him, and he fell on the ground and, and walled and foaming. And he asked the father, how long, has it, how long is it ago since this came upon him? And he said, of a child. Oftentimes he hath cast himself into the fire and the waters and destroyed uh, to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Wow. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. Again, it's up to us. He's given us the ability to work things out. And there's one other place where uh, the, is this the one? Verse 24, And straightway the father of the child cried out, and said, I believe thou help my unbelief. So in other words, hey, I can only go so far with my faith. Lord, kickstart me. <laughs> some of us need some kickstarts. Sometimes we've got to say, oh, I could, you know, I see it there, but I don't quite realize how it's going to work. We don't have to know how it's going to work. Just, it's going to work. It has to take place because it's, if you believe whatsoever you desire, Believe ye shall receive it. Know that you have it. Again, the enemy is going to hold back the answer. It took, like I said, Daniel 21 days, and it took Abraham almost 25 years. It took Noah to build his little rowboat 125 years. But he kept, he was faithful. And here's, here's the situation. Too many of us, um, what, what does the Lord say? What do you want to hear when you stand before the Lord? Well done, thy good and faithful servant. 
He didn't say, well done, thou successful. He said, faithful. He knows that a lot of us will, will run into situations, but if you're faithful, to the end, you will receive the promise. Amen. Too many people throw up their hands that I, I'm not a success. You're a success if you are faithful. That's what he's looking at. You have to be faithful in what you're called to do. Think about it. He didn't say, you know, we all want to be successful, but if you're faithful to do what he's called you to do, you say, well, you know, all I'm called to do is, is, you know, be a janitor of the church, or, you know, this or that, you know, we, if you're faithful to it, he says, this is where you're successful. When you're faithful. He didn't say you're successful this other way. He says, well done, thou faithful. So we need to keep our faith going. Amen. Implement that. Okay. Um, Hebrews eleven six. We all know what that one is, but we'll turn there anyway. And it should be highlighted or something pointing to it. Hebrews 11, 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. Without faith it is impossible to please him. <coughs> Thou good and faithful. Amen. You need to be, we need to be faithful in what we're called to do. You know, Don't let doubts cross your mind. Okay, without faith it is impossible to please him because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he is reward of those who earnestly seek him. It's about your heart being faithful. Okay, number five. That was number four is being positive. Number five is proclamation. Proclamation, we can we turn that around and say confession. Possession comes when there is Confession on God's word. Possession comes when it's a confession on God's word. If you got God's word and you're staying God's word, it's going to come to pass. To experience the impossible becoming possible, we must boldly proclaim the words of faith and confidence. Again, death and life are in the power of the tongue. We must speak words that bring life, blessing, and hope. Just as, just as a small rudder on a boat direct, gives direction to a ship, our mouth will determine the direction of our destiny. We must avoid destructive words of unbelief. This is a rough one. We must avoid destructive words of unbelief and fear and hopelessness. Jesus healed a daughter of a woman in response to her words of faith. Again, an angel visited Daniel in response to his words that touched the heart of God. To experience the impossible, we must boldly proclaim words of faith. Uh, Proverbs 18, 21, the tongue has the power of life and death and those that love it will eat the fruit of thereof. So if we're if we're Doing the right words, we're going to have some good fruit in our life. 
if we're not having, if we're having a difficult time speaking God's word, um, how many's ever picked an apple or or um, or went to? You don't even have to pick an apple. You can go to go to the marketplace and buy a box of strawberries. And you pick that, you pick one on there and you wash it up and boy, it looks so good. And you bite it out, it's sour. Oftentimes, we think we're doing right, but we're not. We have, somebody has the, the look of a perfect, mature Christian, but uh, their life is a little bit sour because they don't have the word operating. They're not operating with the word. They don't have the sweetness of the word. Taste and see that the word is good. You know, not, it's not tart. Uh, the only time the word is tart is when we find ourselves being chastised the word and then we don't like it. It's tart. It's tart to us. You know, ah, I don't like that. Ah. God says, you know, when you eat, eat the fruit of God, it's good. Amen. Glory to God. Um, James 3, uh, verses 2 through 5, it says, The perfect man can bridle his tongue. A perfect man can bridle his tongue. So I don't, I would say the only perfect person here is the Lord. Because <laughs> okay. I'm not going to ask you how many messed up this day with speaking the wrong, saying something wrong, or, you know. Uh, <laughs> Boy, all these illustrations, Lord, it's terrible. The other day, I went to the bank. I pulled into the bank, did my banking, jumped in the car. Somebody was on this side of me. And, you know, you look around. So I pull out my parking space and strike to drive forward. And this guy doesn't even look. Smack me good. I hit that horn. He just didn't do nothing. So I backed up. He still kept on. Boy. A lot of love there. <laughs> anyway, I just got out of the way and just drove off. I, I mean, it was a nudge. It wasn't a you know, crutch. So I knew there was any damage. A little, little scratch. Don't tell the wife. little... <laughs> She got, you know, if you ever notice a car, she's got on this side, you get this big old, I got a little, that's on the driver's side. But, uh, you know, that was some bad fruit. I mean, <laughs> What are you laughing? Some of you guys would have did the same thing. Maybe you got out and, <laughs> now, nah, I did that once too. I was sitting there, oh man. I was sitting in the car. The wife had gone, gone into some place. And, you know, I just mind my own business. I was reading or maybe listening to the radio. I was like, bam! Somebody backed into me. I looked around. Now, this was with the, uh, I think this was with the, the Buick. The old, the old Buick. 
No, maybe it's something else. Anyway, bam! I pulled out and bang again, then drove off and jumped out of the car. <laughs> I just shake around. <laughs> How dare you? Didn't even look. <laughs> but here's why I did the same thing with this other guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad it's towards the end of the year I won't have all these stories. <laughs> okay, so we need to learn to bridle our time. Bridle our emotions. If we can bridle our emotions, this is the perfect man. Can bridle his tongue. I mean, if you, if you can bridle your tongue, that means you can bridle your emotions. Okay. Okay, let's go to the next one. Uh, that was confession. So we need to learn to confess and, and uh, hold, hold our emotions down. Next one is uh, purity. Purity. To experience the impossible, to become possible, we, have, we must have a life of purity. Joshua told the people, Sanctify yourselves tomorrow, for the Lord will do wonders among you. The hand of God is not shortened, that it cannot save, but our iniquities can prevent the hand of God from doing wonders in our lives. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are perfect towards him. To experience the impossible, we must have a life of purity. So let's go to the book of, well, I already mentioned it, so let's go to Joshua chapter 3. In Joshua chapter 3, looking at verse 5, And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Glory to God. So, if I said, we need to sanctify ourselves tonight, for tomorrow the Lord's going to do wonders among you, or for you, how many would do it? Don't raise your hand. Some of us would say, well, I'm not too sure about that. You know, how do I sanctify myself? What's the Lord going to do? Well, you have to be expecting for one. A lot of us, we just get up, oh, it's another day. Oh, how, you know, another, you know. Go back, go to the job, eight to five, come at home, you know, eat, eat dinner, read the newspaper. Okay, you know. Isaiah chapter 59. In the book of Isaiah chapter 59. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 59, looking at verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither is his ear heavy, and that it cannot hear. But your iniquities, or your sins, have separated, have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. Wow. So, iniquities, our sins, 
not, not being pure, will separate us from God so that he, can't hear, he will not hear us. It's, it's incumbent for us when we make a mistake to repent of it right away. 1 John 1, 9. Not when I tell you when I did these things. Now that I think about it, i got to repent. <laughs> so, <laughs> I should have repented right away. I should have been spiritual enough to hear the Lord say, hey, you, you, you goofed up. You know, good thing I didn't have one of those stickers on my car, you know. Christians are... <laughs> I had, we had a, one of those stickers... I'm a Christian, I vote. I can imagine with, if he saw that as I rolled out of the, uh, the parking lot. Yeah, that's a Christian, right? Just shaking his fist at me, you know. You know, we've got we to gotta recognize what we do. Maybe that's why most of us don't have Christian stickers on our car. Because <laughs> we uh, know our downfalls. Okay. Let's go to 1 John chapter 3. In 1 John chapter 3, okay, look at this. This is a good one. 1 John chapter 3, looking at verse 21 and 22. Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then we have confidence towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. We, do things, we need to do things that are pleasing in his sight. Glory to God. Okay. The seventh thing that, uh, how, how she put this thing? By combining seven biblical principles, we can be confident of our outcome. So these six things that we've talked about so far, if we are keep, keeping them true, we know things that the, the impossible will now become possible because we're doing it. Okay, the, the seventh thing that we need to do is have patience. Oh, everybody got stuck on that one. To experience the impossible... Becoming possible, we must have patience until the time of fulfillment of the promise. God has a time for every blessing. We must have patience after we have done the will of God to inherit the promise. We must, through faith and promise, inherit the promises. We must believe even before we see the fulfillment of faith to the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We please God by our faith to him. To experience the impossible, we must have patience until the promise is fulfilled. Wow. Hebrews chapter 10. And we're coming to uh, close here. Hebrews chapter 10. And we will go to verse 35. Hebrews 10, 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great repentance of reward. For ye have need, verse 36, for ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, that ye might receive the promise. So we have to do the will of God. 
do all seven of these things uh, and things will come into being. Uh, Hebrews 6, go back to chapter 6 of, of Hebrews. And we want to look at verse 12. That's 6, Hebrews 6 and verse 12. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So we need to really hold on to this, our faith and patience to inherit the promise. Uh, oftentimes we are, I hate to say it, we, we don't endure. Verse 15 goes on to say, And so after ye have patiently endured, he obtained the promise. If we will hold on to the promise, it will come in. Glory to God. Enduring Abraham obtained the promise. Okay. Now I'm going to give you some more nuggets on, on the impossible. Impossible only means, impossible only means that you haven't found the right solution. Impossible means that you haven't found the right solution. Because there's an answer to it. Okay. Next one. Every noble work, every noble work is at first impossible. Every noble work is at first impossible. You're going to get a bunch of these, okay? Next one. The only place where your dreams become impossible, the only place where your dreams become impossible is your own thinking. The only place where your dreams become impossible is, your, is in your own thinking. And one more. We would accomplish many more things. We would accomplish many more things if we did not think of them as impossible. We would accomplish many more things if we did not think of them as impossible. Okay. I got enough time. Okay. Matthew, let's go to Matthew. We're going to be running a real quick check up here. Matthew chapter 19. Verse 26. Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men all with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So that means we need to always look to God. Because he can change the impossible to possible. Turn with me now to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 1. Verse 37. For with God nothing is impossible. That's Luke 1, 37. For with God nothing shall be impossible. 
We need to anchor our faith here. Amen. Put an anchor there. Philippians 4. That's the book of Philippians chapter 4. Philippians 4, and looking at verse 13, it says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That's Philippians 4, 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is our key. Christ strengthens us for the impossible. Glory to God. Um, running back to the book of Luke. Mark, pardon me. Mark chapter 10. Mark, that's Mark chapter 10. Some of you are fast. Mark chapter 10, looking at verse 27. Again, Jesus looking upon them said, With men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. We need to believe God's word. Amen. We need to really hang on and believe God's word. Uh, let's go, back, go further to the beginning of uh, New Testament, to the book of Matthew once again. Matthew chapter 17 this time. Matthew 17. Looking at Matthew 17, looking at verse 20. And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Don't allow unbelief or doubt into your faith. Okay. Old Testament. Right in front of the book of Psalms, you'll find the book of Pro uh, Job, pardon me. Job chapter 42. Job chapter 42. Job is speaking. Job, Job 42, verse 2. I know that thou canst do everything, and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Full trust will gain access. Your full trust will gain full access. Uh, back to Jeremiah. Pardon me. Isaiah. Back to Isaiah. The book of Isaiah, chapter 41. Isaiah 41. Look at verse 10. Should be highlighted because we looked at it before. That's Isaiah uh, 41, verse 10. Fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with thy right hand of my righteousness. Know that the, the word... Know that the word is to defeat, defeat the enemy. Amen. Know the word to defeat, pardon me, know the word to defeat the enemy. Glory to God, hallelujah. You want to go forward a little bit to the book of uh, Jeremiah, chapter 32 this time. We're just about done. 32, Jeremiah 32. 
Verse 17, 32, 17. Our Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Drop down to verse 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? We need to promote God's word in our life. This tells us we need to promote God's word in our life. We have two more scriptures. The next one is found in Romans chapter 8. In Romans chapter 8. Romans 8.31 What shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? We need to be remain on the winning side. Don't, don't, go, don't walk away from God. Remain on the winning side. Stay with God. And finally, go to the book of Proverbs one more time. Proverbs chapter 3. In verse 6, it says, In all thy ways, that's Proverbs 3, 6, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. So rely on him for all thy direction. For the impossible shall be possible unto us. Amen. Glory to God. Well, as she said, did you learn anything tonight? She is going to be not be with us for a few weeks on Wednesdays because she's getting shots in her knees again. And uh, when she gets the shots, she's supposed to stay down for two days before she can walk around. So just pray that the, the new injections will work a little bit longer than they, they have been. Uh, it's getting pretty rough for her to walk, so... Things are coming to a decision this coming year is what we're going to have to do. So just pray that her knees will work. Okay. Anybody need prayer?